S that the father wants to do. And Andy and I did not come to Carlisle to manage the decline of the church. Like, we're, we're really rubbish managers, actually, so it just wouldn't work anyway. But managing decline is not what we're about at all. But folks, as a community, we have got to start putting our front foot forward if we want to see things advance in the kingdom of God. And we each have a part to play in that. That's not about a couple of people who are just pushing forward by themselves. That's not about four or five or six people. That's about a whole community raising up and saying, Jesus, I totally believe that you can transform this area. I believe wholeheartedly that you can change things in my neighborhood, that you can change things in my workplace, and that you want to change those things. I wholeheartedly believe that the revivals of the past are nothing of the revivals to come in the future. I wholeheartedly believe that. But folks, we've got to reposition our thinking. We've got to reposition ourselves for that. Because I I believe that a lot of us have positioned ourselves in managing decline. Rather than seeking front face forward and saying, here I am, Father. I truly believe that you have something new today to do today. And this is a challenge, right? Because the Bible says that if we want to follow Jesus, we've got to follow him with all that we are. Every single specter of who we are. But he also says that the same power that was alive in him is alive in us today. The same power that, 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 can you just stop for a second there? The same power that Jesus Christ had. So he rose people from the dead. He saw amazing things happen. And he says to each and one, every one of us, the same power that's in me is in you. And I want you to, to, to find that power, to find your identity in me in heaven and to walk in that and to see stuff shift See stuff change forevermore. Cumbria is known as a, as a graveyard for church plants. Did you know that? Cumbria is known as a graveyard for church plants, for new life to spark up, but no more. Because I truly believe that where two or three are gathered and agree that that's not going to be the case, that things can really change, really change. Who's up for being part of that? Who's up for being part of some transformation? So I'm just going to invite you, if you're up for that, to stand right now. Because this is a front foot forward kind of moment. This is a front foot more. And, you know, some of you guys have seen um, touches of breakthrough in the past and you've been discouraged because you don't see it today. And we just speak against disappointment and discourage now in Jesus' name. So, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come now. You are the only one who can push our front foot forward. (laughs) And we just want to stand today. And we want to declare that you are a good, good father. That there is so much good, good stuff you have for this region and beyond. And we want to be part of that, Father. We want to declare that we are your kids. We are fully reliant on you. Some of you are holding stuff tight to your chest and the Father says, release it back to me. Release it back to me. So just physically do that. Just release that back to the Father. Whether that's fear, fear of uncertainty, fear of tomorrow, 
release it back to Jesus now. Some of you have had a fear of dreaming dreams. You've had a fear of dreaming dreams because you're not quite sure where they're going to take you and you like to be in control. And the Father is just coming to you now and saying, release, release those dreams. Speak them out. Release those dreams. Don't keep them to yourself anymore. Some of you are scared of the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of you have an active fear that if you invite Holy Spirit to come be part of all that you are, you're scared of what's going to happen. He is the most gentle, loving, kind person on the planet. <laughs> he knows you inside out and he knows where you are right now. And he knows the hopes in your heart and he just wants to come and give you a hug. Would you allow Holy Spirit to hug you right now? To give you a hug from heaven? A hug which says you are not alone? Come, Lord Jesus. I am standing fully expecting that the Father wants to do big things right now. Are you standing fully expecting that the Father wants to do big things right now? Lay down. Lay down what's happening to your left, your right. And just look face up to your Father. He wants to speak to you just now. He wants to reveal himself to you. Some of you are receiving into your hands a mantle of peace. Peace which passes all understanding. Peace, we welcome you here. Peace. Come, Lord Jesus. Peace. If you feel like you're receiving peace right now, would you just raise your hand a little bit higher? If you feel that the Father's doing something with peace in your heart, or if you need more peace in your heart, raise your hand just now. Wherever you are, be bold and be strong. Raise your hand right up so we can see you. You need peace in your heart. And now, guys, if, if you're just in a position right now where you can just go and pray for people, I want you just to move around the room, and all you're going to do is just lay a hand on someone's shoulder who's raising their hand up, and you're going to invite the peace that passes all understanding to come now. Just move around the room. Nobody with a hand up should be standing alone. Move around the room. Just look to your left, your right. All it takes is putting a hand on someone's shoulder. A hand on someone's shoulder. Look around the room. Around the room. 
And we are fully expecting that the Father wants to give you peace right now. He wants to give you the peace that passes all understanding. I just thank you for this brave couple over here, especially. This brave couple over here. And we just speak the the peace that passes all understanding. Be your best friend. That the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus, that you would know that in these days. And that the Father would give you the gift of hope today as well. That he would reinvigorate your hearts with hope. With hope. Yeah. Yeah, come Lord Jesus. For some of you it's required great bravery to come today. And so the Father just wants to honour your bravery. So for those of you who felt unsteady on your feet this morning, the Father just wants to celebrate your bravery today. He just wants to say, well done. Yeah, there's still more though, guys. So like we're, we, we here at Carlovin, you truly believe that it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that things shift and change, that we can have great banter. We can chat till the sun comes up or whatever that saying is. I don't know. I always get them mixed up. <laughs> but it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that things really change. Yeah. Now, some of you, while we were praying there, had some kind of a picture or you had a word in your mind. And you also had an understanding that that could be for somebody else in this room. And so I am just going to say to you, I would love for you to share that word before you leave this room. And you're going to walk across the room and you're going to share it. Now, it has to be uplifting or encouraging, right? Don't go over and say your hamster is about to die. It's not good. (laughs) Okay? That would break my heart if my hamster was about to die. I don't have a hamster, but you know. The idea of it breaks my heart. (laughs) But encouraging, uplifting words. And I I just want to challenge us as a family in this, guys, that the encouragement is is like a gateway to heaven's opening. There's something about it when we just step out of ourselves and beyond. I shared with you before, I I don't really like big groups of people. I don't even really always like chatting to people. I would rather stay in a little cupboard by myself. Like, Like, seriously. I just spent a week with 1,500 people. But you know the reason that I love this as family is that we get to build one another up. We get to pour courage into each other's hearts. And maybe the Father has given you something today which is going to bring solution to another person in our family, which is going to bring hope in a new measure. Do not hold that in. Walk across the room. Yeah? What is up? Okay, right, let's pray for Anders Flanders. Nettie Flanders. Jesus, we just thank you so much for this man. We just want to thank you so much for his heart, for this region and beyond. We thank you so much for the anointing on him. And we thank you, Father, that that he will see in his day what his heart promises has been promised by you. That he will see this region come alive in you. And we just thank you that we get to be in family with Andy as he shares dreams for this area and beyond. But Father, I just pray that you would soften each of our hearts. That you would soften our hearts to know that we're here for a reason and a purpose. And towards um, your promise of changing this place inside out, upside down.
So I just I just speak blessing on Andrew's words. I just I just pray that you would just come and whatever he's prepared, that he can just sacrifice that to you and that you can just take those words and do whatever you want with them. But we have hearts to hear. Would you just come and just and just prepare our hearts right now to hear what you have to say through this man? We just speak blessing over Andy. Thank you for the 3.4 billion people he blesses every day. And we just speak blessing on Andy. Blessing on him. Yeah, can I just share something really quickly with you about my husband Andy? You can sit down if you want to now. I have never met anybody like Andy Feeran. I have never met anybody like Andy Feeran. But as he goes about his every day, and he literally does bless, I don't know, not 3.4 million, because that's, that's not quite possible, I don't think. Well, challenge accepted, Andy. Um, but he blesses so many people. But you know what? There's very few people who bless him. And I just want to challenge us as a community that this is a lonely role Andy has. That as he goes about blessing, that we get to be his backup team. But it's kind of like the same as what as Mike goes about being who Mike is and as Kelly goes about being who Kelly is and as Steve goes about being who Steve is. We get to be each other's backup team. So let's be the community who sees something in someone and decide that we're going to bless them with that thing back. Can we do that? So I would love to hear that my husband's had his socks blessed off because uh, this guy is just running a good race, eh? And, and some of the circles he gets into, I'm just like, oh, my days amazing but it's lonely and it's hard just like each of us have different things that are lonely and hard so yeah anyway a side note see if i did anything so can you imagine if i did that to rhoda the looks i would get I love you, babe. I really do. I absolutely count, I count it an absolute honor to be part of what Jesus is up to in this region. It seems only two minutes ago since I'm in Legends Nightclub on West Walls. And Jesus interrupts my life. Interrupts my life. And says, Andy, there's more to life than this for you and the people around you. And I don't know when the first dream came about church planting, but Part of it was planted there. And I look around the room today and I see people who I've known for a long time now and I've known people, uh, we've made some new friends today. And what I love about this, and I can declare this as truth, that God's heart for this region is for it to come alive. This is not, he didn't plan this area to be barren. He didn't plan it as concrete. He planned for this area. His intention for this region was to be alive. And you'll see how clever I am now. Here's the moment of truth. Because we live in the region, our role is also to be alive. Oh. Now you may miss it because it's so simple. But God's intention for you is to be fully alive in him when we're fully alive in him all our lights are on all the connections have been joined up so therefore we bring life to the region it's as simple as that um, Kim 
bless you said to me before, oh, Andy, I don't think you'll need your notes this morning. I'm like, uh-huh. so thanks, Kim, for speaking that out. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to bless. I love to bless. I love to encourage. And people think it's just because I'm nice, but actually I get filled up. When I see God take a bit of courage from heaven via my hand, my words, my actions, and put into someone's heart, and I can see their heart enlarge, I'm like, yes! I get a buzz from that. That makes me feel good. That there's stuff going on there that people can either keep running or start running or maybe start something. That makes me very happy. And uh, Jan is just going to come and share um, something that Jesus just put on her heart. But there's this picture that a guy spoke about last week about how Jesus blessed people. And um, when Jesus died on the cross, three days later he rose again. And death forever has been smashed since then. So that victory that death held over people, over us, was broken in that moment. So Jesus came to bring life and life to its fullness, even more than death. Anyways, he then commissions his disciples, commissions his followers to go carry this life to the nooks and crannies, to the big places, the small places, to the significant and the insignificant places. Go carry my life. And it's beautiful. In the commission, there's this moment where it says, um, some of them doubted. But Jesus didn't make any exceptions in there. He was just like his love, his grace, covered over, a bit like plastering. If it was a, a, a big divot of doubt, the grace of the Father just says, I don't, I, I've got enough for that. And he just covers it over. So he looks over and even though some are doubting, some are unsure, some are feel so out of it, so messed up, so broken, Jesus says, I commission you. And he breathes on them the Holy Spirit and he sends them out. And then the Bible tells us that he ascended to heaven. And he's saying, bless you, bless you, bless you. And as he rose, that's what he was saying. He was looking towards him saying, bless you, bless you, bless you. What a way to go. Like his last words over us were, bless you, bless you, bless you. So Jan, bless you, and would you come and bless us? Okay, so it's just from Proverbs. And it says, when right living people bless the city, it flourishes. Evil talk turns it into a ghost town in no time. You know, sort of you are sort of right living people. You know, you're touched by God and we're here to bless the city so that it flourishes. You know, let's have no evil talk. Let's just bless the city. Let us see it flourish. Bless you, John. Bless you. Um, so literally, I, I have... Um I have actually got some really good notes. Um, but on the walk down this morning, um, we had a beautiful moment with Noah and Anna. Noah is 10, Anna is 7. And the last um, three or four months have been really, really hard um, as a family. We just had, uh, it just felt like relentless um, pursuit of the enemy, trying to cause uh, just muck and junk and enemies attack and, and all that like Noah in moments where he's just forgotten who he is and um, Anna just like oh who who? anyways we, we've seen some real breakthrough 
And um, just we had the most beautiful moment. Ro came down early to set up, and I just wandered down and with the kids. And I had my Bible and my notes and my coffee cup because um, we're working towards using less plastic because we love Jesus and the planet. Um, and Noah said, I will carry your Bible and your coffee cup. Now, you may think that's nothing, but for me, it's probably one of my highlights since January the 1st. And then he stops halfway down and he opens the Bible. He says, Dad, I can't even read this. It's so small. I said, well, turn over to Psalms. And Psalms are this, like if you've never read the Bible before, it's a wonderful place to start. It's right in the center of the Bible. You open the Bible up and it lands at Psalm 40. So as a family... There was no rush in our step. And he pauses and he looks up and he reads this. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. He turned to me and heard my cry. Then this little bird cries out. And Anna says, Dad, did you hear the little bird crying out? And I simply say, What's it crying out for? And the kids are like, it's mum. And what's its mum going to do? Mum's going to feed it. And then we just take two minutes to unpack what it means to hear from God, to give it away, to bless others. See, I know there's a few people in this room and it literally feels like you've been crying out but it feels like you've been crying out to a wall of concrete. And it feels like the response you've got back from the concrete is the response you'd expect from concrete. Not much. But I want to let you know that this morning, God has spoken into your situation. And he wants to let you know, I have heard your cry. Psalm 34 tells us that God is close to the cry of the brokenhearted. See that cry there? I love, I don't know about you, well I do know about you, I love the mess, the mayhem and the cries of the kids we have. Like the freedom of Henry and Mamie before, like this cry here, like that, look at that granddad, like just quick cry, like didn't even get a proper cry out and granddad's there, what do you need? What do you need? I am here for you. And heaven hears your cry. So I want to encourage you. But this is what the Father has in store. I waited patiently for the Lord to hear me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on solid ground and steadily and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing. Steph, I loved that this morning. Who are? Who else loved that Carlisle song in there? There's more songs in you, Steph. (laughs) Well, it's funny, I was just thinking there. I think there's there's more songs in Steph, but I think there's more... Songs for you to release in others as well, Steph. See, sometimes we just need to speak stuff out. 
See, the Bible teaches us, ah, oh, right, okay. See, the Bible teaches us that God has gifted each and every single one of us. Do you know what that is? God has gifted you. If you don't know what your gift is, then you're, uh, you're not blessing the city. You're not being all that God intended you to be. I can guarantee you, you that you're gifted. And I also declare that you've been anointed. I don't know what all of your gifts are, but I think God is beginning to stir us. And there's stuff in this room that if you don't start lift, um, speaking out, living out of a place of gifted and anointing, when people are going to miss out. So I think this church plant is in the room. I think these people in the room, and for a long time you've had this little tiny thing going, I, I long to see something new happen in a place that people don't yet know Jesus. And you've the list of um, reasons why you can't do it. It's huge. Or maybe you've had this certain way of thinking, oh, that's what a church looks like. But the Father's been speaking to you lately and going, actually, no, I've made you a unique way to do a unique thing. It's kind of what he does. Does anybody have a sore left knee in the room? Jesus, he knows you, Helen. And he loves you. And your cry has not been to concrete, but to a loving Heavenly Father. So you came to the borders region to see it come alive, didn't you, Helen? And that prayer, that move, has not been a foolish move. So we pray God's blessing on you. I pray that he'll bring uh, people around you, or you'll even come around people to champion them, who will champion you, who will champion the kingdom. And we speak healing to the left knees. Yeah, all pain go, freedom to come. In Jesus' name. Does somebody have a stiff neck? More on the right-hand side. <laughs> so I, I have a sense of Jesus saying there's, there's not many like you Sarah like you are rare like you're rare like your story uh, you have no idea that your story is going to release so many other stories. And he has heard your cry. Like this week, he's heard your cry. So I declare freedom over that neck. We declare sleep over you. Sleep over the family. Yeah, we break off night terrors. And we declare dreams again. Ro, Kim, I can't think of two better to just to pray for Sarah. So does anybody else have night terrors in the room? 
Si viste que se nomos un demonio que la viñad. But here's what we've signed up for. We've signed up to following Jesus and pursuing him. And if you're looking for neat and orderly, then um, I can point you somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) But we've signed up for life, eh? And sometimes this life together is not easy and it's not messy. So it's not easy and it's rather messy. Does anybody else have night terrors? I think you do. So I'm just going to pray in Jesus. And if I was you, I don't just put, this is not about me. This is about uh, Jesus wanting to meet you. Um, And I want to do a full kingdom reversal. If the enemy's given you night terrors, I'm going to pray that those night terrors will stop and kingdom dreams will start. So, Holy Spirit, would you come now and we take authority over night terrors and we say no more to night terrors and we pray for peace. We pray for sleep and we declare a new season of dreams, heaven's dreams for this city and beyond. Thank you that you hear our cry. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You do know that crying's okay. I remember the story when we first started Carlisle Vineyard. Like two of our most favorite precious people. One came to us and said, um, you know, I don't cry. I don't cry. First time they come. <laughs> meet somebody else. You know what their story was? My heart is so broken, I can't stop crying. They come along, and what does Jesus do? Stops them crying. Like, only Jesus, eh? Like, you'll make someone cry, and you'll help somebody else stop crying. Um, I was going to be talking about Nehemiah, um, but we'll, we'll pick up Nehemiah in the next couple of weeks. The only thing I want to... Um, touch on now um, let's see what time it is I know it's quite I think um, Rome because you kind of messed everything up (laughs) (laughs) and we honour you for that absolutely honour you for that Um, well no 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 I um, I was just that bit from, um, did we want to have that thing from Kevin? Well, why don't, um, hold on one minute. You know, I, I love Jesus for a lot of different reasons. Like a lot of different reasons. He has rescued me and saved me in every human possible way he can do that. He's given me purpose and grace and mercy. But sometimes, I'm like, Jesus, would you just let me get, do the thing that I've prepared? 
But it's not about me, so I don't care. I really don't. I am. Um, I just want to say this. I think when we were singing that song before, uh, for some people it was a moment where worship has been released and something profound was happening before in that reckless love song. Um, that is a profound song. The guy who wrote it has got a profound story of God just pursuing him and letting uh, that guy know that nothing would get in the way of God's love for that person. There's a couple of people here today and it feels like you've been running and running and running and running and running. You feel a bit like Forrest Gump that you set off running, you weren't even sure why you started running and you are weary to death. I want to let you know that God has been pursuing you. His name is Jesus and he's right here. And he is so close to you that he can hear the faintest whisper of your heart. So if you are wanting him in your life, all you have to do is say, I'm here. I'm sorry, Jesus, for going it alone. I'm sorry for the mess I've caused. And I want you to come into my life to clean me up, to forgive me, to fill me and empower me for new. Now, we don't normally do this, but if that is you, would you raise your hand?